Listen, this is the Pain Information Network. I, uh, I'm going to call this the Spring Edition. I've got the birds out here. I've got Kathy out here. We've got the dogs, and we've got two very interesting people we interviewed. So, Kathy is not only my wife, but she's my, one of my nurses. And I have to tell you, uh, she's been a great nurse for me, a lot of fun over the years. The, the fun thing about Kathy is we go way, way back. We just celebrated what? What number was it? Our 32nd anniversary. Yeah, our 32nd anniversary. But how many years have we been together? 40. It was so romantic. We met in organic chemistry. Yeah, to give you some idea how long we've been together, we've been together longer than Star Wars has been a franchise. But that's okay. That's not such a bad thing. And the funny, uh, I guess, evolution of how lives just take on uh, take on the spice that it needs is that not only did she go through nursing school, seven years worth of school, um, but I also went through medical school with her. And lo and behold, I'm an intern, and where were we at? <laughs> His first day at work, I was the charge nurse. Charge nurse on my floor. So, you know, I don't know if people understand or know how terrifying it is the first day you're a doctor. It's July 1st. Uh, one of those days you probably don't want to get sick, but it's July 1st, and there I am looking at Kathy and going, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? And she got me through it. All right, so fast forward. Now we're uh, working at uh, Pain Relief Centers, and we have a pretty good time. I think we're fantastic staff. You'd agree with that, i Oh, sure. absolutely. It's awesome. Yeah, and we get the opportunity every day to work together, and I enjoy the heck out of it. Who else comes with us to work? Uh, we bring four dogs with us to work. Two of them are certified therapy dogs. They're called Visualists, and the other two are rescue dogs that we found in a kill shelter that had a hole in their diaphragm and their guts and everything were sitting on their lungs and they were going to be put down. So we rescued them. They had their surgery. And so now all four pups go to work with us. The last episode I talked about getting a hobby. We just got back from kind of an out-of-the-box experience for us where we went and met some really fun people a little bit of photography and so she picks up a camera and i've been trying to study this stuff for four years i i'm a rack and uh kathy has one of the best pictures uh, of the show i thought anyway it might be a little <laughs> bit prejudiced but i thought she had a fantastic shot and so we talk about hobbies and we talk, talk about things we can do because uh those that suffer from pain yes they have uh, sometimes mobility and motivational issues, and they just need a nudge. And I hope our dogs give a little bit of that to some of these folks. Uh, give some examples. Talk about our infusions. Well, we do ketamine infusions for depression, and it goes for about two to three hours, and it's set up like an ICU. And the pups will come in and ninja crawl up onto the bed and lie down with the patients through the entire infusion. And the patients just love it. They just lay there with them and keep them company and are just there for them the whole time. Ninja crawl. Love that. 
That's true. And Sophie and Gracie, those are the two uh, special little certified dogs that we have. I'm telling you, they get their vest on and they go to work. And they take their vest off and they go into gladiator mode. Um, so people don't, you know, they don't have a hobby or maybe they feel a little down about where they're headed uh, because they have pain, because they have situational depression, anxiety. Uh, I strongly urge people to get a dog or get a pet. Who else have you rescued? Oh, they have started this when we take them into a room that one will get in front of the patient and one gets behind the patient, and they give them a hug. And we'll just sit there and we'll let the patients talk for quite a while, and they get requests every day for this. Yeah, they do. And people um, think, well, what is a dog doing in a doctor's office? Well, a lot of good. And if you could just see how well Kathy has trained them, it's stunning. And thanks to Dogs by Andy, shout out, uh, he really helped too. So these dogs are off-leash, they're fun. I would um, strongly urge people that just feel a little hole somewhere, go rescue a dog. Kathy, have I tortured you enough here? <laughs> oh, it's been a fun interview. All right, I'm going to tell you who's next. It's... Uh, Ramson and a very special person from Brazil. So let's get to it. Hear the birds? Well, I've got some uh, fun people back. We're at the American Society of Interventional Pain Physicians meeting in Memphis. It's uh, the Cadaver Lab certification course. Uh, and it's uh, a real great place to learn, and it's an international source of education, and we have a special guest today. Sitting across from me is who? Ramson Benyamin. I've had you on before, Ramson. Where do you <laughs> practice, Ramson? Well, I practice in uh, Illinois, so we are a group of six docks and six mid-levels, and we go all the way from Libertyville, Illinois, to Decatur, Illinois. And you're an interventionalist, but uh, you're here for something else. What are you here for this week? Well, as you know, Hans, this regenerative medicine is like Wild West. So there's all kind of stuff going on in this field. And we thought this is a good time that we establish some kind of guidelines and education that's focused on evidence and hopefully we can promote research and education in the field so this will be the first time that we establish the exam some kind of uh, qualification board certification for this field how did our day go yesterday this is this is what we do and i'm going to tell you we don't get paid to do this um, we take time out of our practice so i got in after taking most of the day off 30 some patients on thursday got on a plane and uh take us from there um well hans i was supposed to be in the arch madness basketball tournament for ncaa and i am missing my college team here so that shows what an important event this is for all of us it's a uh it's a breaking ground uh, event, and we have people from all over the states, and even we have a guest from all the way from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Yeah, and so our day started yesterday at what time? 
Our day started at 7.30 in the morning, and we did not finish until 8.30, 9 o'clock p.m. Multiple so, lectures, and lectures. we did something. And You know, I'm of a certain age, you're of a certain age, and we're still taking tests to try to get the test right to certify people. And tell us a little bit about that at 8.30 at night. Oh, boy. So we had to, in order to become board examiners, so we had to take an initial test. And I tell you, it was not easy. So this was probably one of the most difficult tests I've ever taken in my life. I'm glad to hear that. I think I probably made you look good. Um, yeah, it was 100 uh, questions, and, uh, you know, we were a little beat. But anyway, we're, we're here. We got up uh, at what time? Yeah, I got on the bus at 6.30 this morning, and here we are. So uh, we've been working all morning, and we're going to work this afternoon, get some people certified. And uh, we are really happy to have this uh, become an international event. All right. So we got to have somebody tell us about himself. Go ahead. So my name is uh, Joe Amadera. I'm from Brazil, and really, I'm I'm really glad that I that I made it here. I always follow ASIP, and it's like the best place to learn and to keep on. Uh, with new stuff and new procedures. I'm here for the endoscopic course. In Brazil, it's really hard to find a place to learn. Uh, most of the endoscopic uh, spine surgeons in Brazil, they, they have like 100 cases or 300 cases. And really, I, I guess the staff here, the professors from the course, they combine it, they probably have more than 20,000 cases, so yeah, this, is, right. this is awesome. Well, that's awesome to hear about. So pain is in its infancy in Brazil, correct? I know yeah. I talk fast, I talk really fast, but um, it's just kind of in a startup phase that maybe America was in 25, 30 years ago, you think so? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, the, the, the algorithm approach for most spine uh, treatments in Brazil is like PT or surgery. Yeah. And it's been like five years since since I started in Brazil and and we we had no interventional spine, no interventional pain medicine there. And now it's building up and surgeons and orthos and neurosurgeons are are getting into it. They are starting to use uh, interventional pain procedures into their, their, their treatments. And where I practice at the Spine Center in Sao Paulo, we, we have this uh, full-time uh, full interventional and, and, and minimally invasive and non-surgical uh, treatments for our patients. Does Andrea come down there, Andrea Trescott? Yeah, I, th- I think she, she's been there, yeah. Okay, that's, that's awesome. We are glad to have you, and welcome to, you, to the U.S. and to the training. Um, we wouldn't be more thrilled. We, that's our mission here is to get this stuff out to as many patients in the world as possible. So, Hans, we're doing so many things this week, and you're right. 24 hours is not enough for us to cover it. So on top of doing the regenerative course and certification, we're doing the endoscopic discectomy course. And most importantly, 
we have two big announcements from ASIP. One is that the new opioid guidelines for 2017 are out as a special edition of Pain Physician Journal. And we have the inauguration issue of the, our, a new journal that's dedicated to the case reports and interventional pain management. So it's really exciting times. Yeah, Stan, okay, tell us about, tell us about the new uh, guidelines, and you had a lot to do with them. What, what are we going to see new in the guidelines or as a, as a new kind of touch and feel um, in that big yellow-orange uh, manuscript? Well, actually, I'm going to answer a different question, which yeah, is yeah. <laughs> one of the uh, problems that we face is that there are multiple guidelines out there, and uh, they're divergent. So we find in certain states, for example, California, they want to adopt one set of guidelines which uh, doesn't address uh, sacroiliac joint injections, but it acknowledges sacroiliac joint injections, which to me seems to be a little internally inconsistent. Meanwhile, we're directed to go to another set of guidelines, which are also well done, that don't allow sacroiliac joint injections. So fortunately, we've got the uh, ASIP guidelines, which are very high quality and written in a performance with certain criteria uh, called the AGREE criteria and also the GRADE criteria, which provide more clarity and provide a way out of this uh, seeming dilemma. And, you know, I've got been asked by physicians, other physicians at paininformation.com, you know, if you, need, if you want a question, just go there. Um, what, where are these journal articles? And I, I'm always proud to say that the ASAP journal is free online. You don't see that very often. You know, I was at a meeting of a very fine organization called the American Society of Spine Radiologists. Uh, the quality of the presentation there was wonderful. And what struck me was that the articles being presented were published primarily in Pain Physician. So Pain Physician, if you're looking for where the stuff that is relevant, the stuff that is cutting edge, the stuff that is significant... Pain physician is the place to go. You're an editor, right? I'm an editor. Correct. And we, we review. It. You're an editor too. All three of us. And uh, once again, that's a service we do. We don't charge for this stuff, um, and it's time consuming. But I can tell you, of the previous articles I've had to review over the past two months, they've all been from other countries. Have you noticed that trend? Uh, most of the articles seem to be coming in from Korea and China. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interest there. Let me ask you something. Do you have uh, people publishing in uh, Brazil? Yeah, I mean, do you get to see that? Oh, well, we have actually published together. Yeah. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Tell us about that. We, uh, in, in Brazil, we have, like, a big uh, academic community, and especially uh, the interventional pain. Uh, I'm, I'm proud to say that I'm part of it. And uh, some years ago, I published together with, uh, with Dr. Benjamin uh, two articles together at, at the Pain Physician and, and other two or three articles in the same journal and in other journals. We, we try to collaborate. We believe that uh, the way to go in, into research is uh, from is, is through collaboration and we try to be 
together with with people that are on top of stuff and creating new stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, med medical creatives. That's what I call you. All right, let's go around the room and we'll we'll wrap this up. Is there anything you would like to uh, tell um, the pain community in Brazil? Uh, and you can do it your your language. You can do it in English. Um, do it in any uh, form or question you would like um, about what we can expect to bring to your community. In uh, Portuguese? Yeah, sure. Eu eu acho que o principal a principal uh, ideia aqui é, é, é que as pessoas, né, os, os colegas médicos, profissionais, estejam sempre uh, buscando se aprimorar, buscando uh, dedicar-se a essa, a essa modalidade terapêutica e, e a, essa, a essa especialidade. Quem faz isso tem que fazer isso 100% do tempo. Não dá para fazer isso uh, uma vez por semana ou de vez em quando ou quando aparece algum caso. Uh, eu acredito muito na especialização. Né? Então é buscar excelência pela especialização. Oh, awesome. Well, in English, what did you just kind of say? Uh, just kind of condense that real quick and that, that sounded great <laughs> seek the excellence through specialization that's that, good that's it. that's good well Ramson you want to wrap it up and tell us uh, what's on your mind you know Hans one of the uh, I think strengths of our organization is that we are not just uh, a bunch of anesthesiologists doing pain management we, and I think we are blessed to have radiologists, neurologists, PM&R doctors, some orthopedic and neurosurgeons as members of our society. And here, as I'm sitting here, having interrupting his lunch is Dr. Kent Remley, who is one of the most uh, well-known interventional radiologists. And I just want to pick his brain on what does he think the interventional pain field is going to look like in two and, years. And how now. we treat pain, how we treat pain and approach it. I think there's uh, going to be some really uh, major changes in how we treat pain. Largely, we've been focused on opioid therapy for treatment of chronic pain. And I think with some of the new neuromodulation techniques that are coming out, such as high field or high-frequency high stimulation, dorsal root ganglion stimulation, it's really going to change this whole um, approach to treating chronic pain, and we're going to be able to reach patients in a much better fashion than simply treating it with uh, opioid medication. You know, uh, a physician a friend of mine who's in Boise, I'm going to have him on the podcast, text me uh, a picture of a patient that had a DRG, dorsal root ganglion stimulation, done Uh, for complex regional pain syndrome, uh, devastating. And by the time they were at the recovery room, their foot was was pinking up. And so I was pretty stunned. Uh, I guess there's a, a real future here, huh? I believe so. In fact, uh, um, a patient I just did a HF10 high-frequency stimulation implant on had been in a wheelchair for a year and a half, had not been able to walk farther than across the room. After the When I did the trial, she walks into my office, my jaw just about dropped. No oh, walker, wow. no cane, and we just re recently implanted her with a permanent stimulator. She 
absolutely has zero back pain and leg pain. It's just, it's almost a miracle. Awesome. All right, Stan, wrap it up for us. All right, wrap it up, wrap it up, and give us, uh, give us some wisdom. Good. I just have heard that uh, mild procedure, which is a percutaneous way of treating the really ubiquitous problem of spinal stenosis. All right, you Harvard graduate, what does percutaneous mean? It means through the skin. It means you're not making a big incision. Right. You're just putting in a, uh, a, a needle or a, a tube that's about the size of a pencil, a small pencil, and you can relieve... Uh, uh, spinal stenosis this way. And there, so there's been some question about whether or not it works. There have been some studies. There have been requests for another study, yeah. and the new protocol for that study has been approved. That's very exciting. And on the same line, uh, we are treating here today, or teaching here today, uh, percutaneous endoscopic uh, procedures, which are another vehicle to do the same thing. So you can take somebody who's in their 70s or 80s and do an outpatient procedure on them, which will give them back the ability to walk and stand and play with the grandkids, which otherwise you might be looking at uh, a fusion with placement of hardware, which is exactly what you don't want to be doing, is putting hardware into the elderly. You're, Ramson, you had a little something to do with that uh uh, whole process of getting the mild procedure uh, back in on, online. So tell us about, about that one. So you recall we were asked to provide a randomized controlled trial. Who did? Uh, this was a CMS or Center for Medicare and Medicaid there Services. They asked us to uh, to do that in order to be considered for approval of the procedure. So. Uh, this process was called coverage with evidence development where everybody who was enrolled in the study they were reimbursed for the procedure and then so we randomized over 300 patients they were randomized uh, to either have epidural steroids or the mild procedure and we published last year towards the end of the year we published our one-year results that was significant both statistically and clinically and so we presented this data back to uh, Medicare and uh, they looked at it favorably but they asked that we continue to collect data which that's the new protocol is about so practitioners don't really need to do anything for for the study uh, and uh, the company has decided to relaunch the product and pretty soon it will be available first to those who have more experience with it and then to others all right so ramson is pretty uh he's a modest guy so we don't just uh do this go to the office go home um watch a soccer game oh wait no he's a soccer fiend he loves to watch soccer uh, and just kind of like fall away once we get our medical degree. Ramson's a clinical professor. What university? University of Illinois. Yeah. Or- so not only private practice, he's a clinical professor. He's an educator and uh, board certified in many entities. And, uh, in fact, um, he does clinical research. Uh, just a small part of your day, eh? Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot for being on the podcast, and uh, you know I won't leave you alone. Uh, I'll be coming back to you. So, all right, let's go get them. Thank you.
Okay, we're back. And that was a fun interview with Ramson. And I'm just going to hope you can hear the birds in the background. Our dogs are whimpering a little bit. But, uh, Kathy, thanks a lot. Oh, it's been fun. Well, okay. We're, uh, you know, I have a lot of trouble getting her on this, but I'm, I'm glad <laughs> <laughs> this is a beautiful Saturday afternoon. It's springtime. It's North Carolina. And I look forward to hearing from everybody on paininformation.com, and maybe you could leave a review at uh, iTunes. It really, really helps us rank. Jeff Harmon uh, does a great uh, podcast on Photo Taco. I'm going to shout him out because if you have any interest in photography, you need to check him out. He's He's a good guy, and Susie is his wife. We got to spend some quality time with him, and he really helped our photography, didn't he? Oh, yes. It was awesome. So, all right, once again, get a hobby, and I will talk to you soon. Shout out to the birds.